It's time to meet the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. This is the Pipeline Podcast, presented by Ruoff Mortgage. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. It is great to be back with another edition of the Pipeline Podcast. We've got another long conversation this week with the guy the Blue Jackets selected in the seventh round of this past summer's NHL entry draft in Montreal, James Fisher. James is a big right shot winger standing at six foot two, 180 plus pounds, and he's playing in his first season in the USHL right now. The Blue Jackets drafted this guy out of high school, the Belmont Hill School in Massachusetts, and James has made a big leap this season, coming from high school hockey, now playing in the USHL where he's a member of the Youngstown Phantom, so he's very close to Columbus as well. Just a short drive away in Youngstown, so make sure to check out James and his development if you're able to make it up to see a Phantoms game this season. But uh, this was a great conversation with James. Like I said, a long talk, 30 plus minutes about getting into hockey, uh, his continued development, being drafted by the Blue Jackets, what he's into away from the rink. A lot of different things about James Fisher, and this is another guy, I feel like I say it every single week, I loved getting to know James Fisher. I can't wait to get to know him a little bit more going forward and certainly a guy that I'm rooting for after this interview. So like I said, it's uh, it's been a big jump for him this season. He's honest about that. He'll admit that in the interview upcoming. Going from high school hockey to playing in the USHL, it's tough. He's played 12 games so far this season. He's got two goals and one assist for three points, also six penalty minutes. But he feels like his game's getting better and it's going to continue to get better as the season goes on. So let's not waste any time. Here he is, James Fisher. All right, James, so let's get started somewhere easy. I know you're a Boston area kid and a lot of people play hockey in the Massachusetts area and New England in general. So how did you get into the game yourself? Yeah, uh, it started because uh, my dad, when I was like three years old, he gave me a, a, just like those plastic golf clubs for little kids and see if I liked golf. Cause I mean, my, no one in my family played hockey, but, uh, I grabbed the, the club and started hitting the ball around. Like it was, I was taking slap shots with it. So he was like, Hey, maybe you should throw them on the ice. Um, so he threw me on learn to skate and I absolutely hated it. Like hated it. Uh, I would cry to get off the ice, but he, he was like, no, no shot. You're getting off the ice. So he was just like, you can get through it. So I got through it and thank God that he kept me on the ice because, uh, you know, if, if I had stopped and none of this had ever happened, I mean, that would, that would have been a lot missed out on, but, um, you know, it was him not letting me off the ice really led to me just falling in love with the game. So, um, you know, going into actually getting a stick in my hand and hitting the puck around was awesome. So, I mean, I just fell in love with it um, ever since I was about like five years old. All right. I got to ask you, did golf end up working out for you? I do. I do golf. Uh, I'm not anything special out there on the course, but um, I have I have a good time. We, we played a bunch this this uh, followed here in Youngstown and a lot of the guys play. So we 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 had a lot of time out on the course. I had to ask because it sounds like your dad's a big golf guy then trying to get you into the game at three years old. But you started skating when you were three years old as well. And then it was you uh, fell yeah. in love with hockey after that. I mean, when did when did it really become a thing where you were like, OK, I'm going to start playing hockey because three years old, you're so young at that point. Yeah. Right. But when was hockey really your thing? Yeah, I think I think it was four. I did learn to skate, but 
five or six. I think it was six years old when I went into like my first actual organized uh, hockey um, with just my my town hockey um, in Massachusetts. Uh, and then I just like kind of loved it. I mean, I, I played with all the guys in my town. So the guys I went to school with. So it was, it was pretty fun. Um, but and then it got it, I got serious when I was probably eight years old. And I started playing for the Minuteman Flames in uh, Marlboro. Um, that's when I started playing like my like real like tier one competitive hockey. So that's kind of where it all started. So you said your dad wasn't really a hockey guy. Nobody in your family had played hockey. Did he fall in love with the game along with you? And did the rest of your family as well? Because it's hard not to when you're going to the rink all the time like that. But growing up in Boston, you've got the Bruins right there. And, you know, it's hard not to at that point in time when the Bruins are starting to compete for Stanley Cups and things like that. I'd imagine everything came together for you and your family pretty nicely. Yeah, definitely. Um, my dad, he, he's he been there every step of the way. So uh, he's, he hasn't missed a thing. He'll wa- he watches all my games. He even flew out to Columbus for development camp. Um, uh, when he was, he was sitting at home and he's like, I can't sit here while he's out there. I gotta go watch hopped on a flight that night and was there in the morning. So, um, he just, he, ne- he really never misses anything. So yeah, he fell in love with the game. He's watches, he watches every Bruins game every single time they play. Um, he's watching blue jacket games now. So he loves it. That's awesome. Hockey is a family affair for the Fishers, which is excellent to hear. You know, Columbus is a tight knit community and really the hockey community in general is so tight knit. It's a small, small world where so many different people know each other, have uh, have different people in common. So that's interesting to hear for you. What about other sports growing up? Were you playing other things, baseball, soccer, football, or when it was hockey, was it just hockey? I played baseball like my whole life. When I was playing hockey, I was always playing baseball um, up until I think I was about 13 14 years old when I stopped playing uh when I got to high school um but I had always loved it little league it was the best best two years of my life uh it was just so much fun but uh, you know I just kind of had to hang them up there because you got to take hockey pretty serious as you get older at what point did you really think to yourself okay maybe I can do something with this whether it was earn a scholarship to play in college or where you're at right now being drafted into the National Hockey League yeah I mean I think I always thought I was, <laughs> I was the best guy out there, but um, I definitely wasn't. Um, I don't really, I think it was, I was always good, but it wasn't, you know, the best guy. But I think when I got to my U16 year, so not that long ago. So my sophomore year of high school, uh, I kind of, I really got in the gym the summer before and then going into that fall season, it just kind of seemed a little easier than it had been before. And it just was more production. And, you know, I got interest from colleges uh, that year. So uh, it was super like, it was an exciting time, but it was kind of like a, a whirlwind of emotions, you know, actually getting the attention that I always thought I deserved. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's when it really, really turned, turned on for me. Um, and then it's been, you know, going pretty good ever since. So, yeah. It's not often that you see players drafted out of playing high school hockey, but that's exactly what happened for you. And now you're in the USHL. So tell me about that process, you know, the decision to stick with high school hockey. And now that you're in the USHL, how did that all happen? Yeah, um, it was, I, I think the whole, the whole season, I like that last, my junior year of high school last year, I was the whole time I was like, Oh, I really want to get drafted in the NHL. That'd be so cool. But I mean, it doesn't happen a lot out of, out of the, you know, especially Massachusetts high school. But, um, you know, I was like, Hey, if I, if I put up these numbers, I'll probably get picked. Uh, I, I didn't actually get to the, that goal I, I was planning on getting to, but 
um i just kind of after that i just left it up to 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 fate there and it actually happened it was it was pretty pretty exciting um and it was cool because a lot of my other buddies a few of my other buddies from uh prep also got picked so uh that was that was pretty fun you know to share that with them um but yeah uh playing in the ushl now is it was definitely a big jump my first i think my first two games this season i was like dash to the first period in the first game so I, it was a it was a pretty big jump. Um, and th- those first two games were tough, but you know it's been it's still an adjustment. But you know I'm getting used to it. Uh, I'm starting to you know be a more of an impact on the game now. So um, I'm having a lot more fun than it was the first two games. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been nothing but but awesome out here. So all right, before we get into a little bit more about this season, let's go back a ways. Favorite team, favorite players growing up when you were getting yeah. into the game, I assume it had to be the Boston Bruins, right? But who are some of the guys that you tried to model yourself after? And even nowadays, are there guys in the league that you look at and say, yeah, I want to be like him? Yeah. Um, growing up, I was biggest Bruins fan out there watching the games when the winning the cup in 2011 was like prime time when I was younger. Um, I loved Nathan Horton that year. He was he was electric. Uh, but like I loved watching Alex Ovechkin. I remember before every game, I'd watch this little documentary on my dad's TV in the back of the truck. Uh, so that was that was kind of the guy I love to watch. But, you know, now that I've gotten older, kind of expanding on to watching guys who maybe aren't as influential in the game as, as Ovechkin. Um, guys like, you know, I mean, pretty big names, the Kachuk brothers. I mean, I like to model my game after them. They're big, they're hard on the puck, but, you know, they can bring the, the production, the points to the game. Um but they just have a they can really do anything you need um a guy like miles wood on new jersey love to watch him he's just looks like a pain in the ass to play against so uh that's a that's a fun one uh and then for the bruins i love charlie mcavoy uh he's a defenseman i'm not but you know i really admire the way he he bangs the body out there um so yeah big mcavoy guy All right. I'm really glad that you brought up all four of those names right there, because I was actually just talking about it. We just had the Florida Panthers in town here in Columbus with Matthew Kachuk, obviously, and Bob McElligot, our radio play by play guy. And I got to talking on the air about, you know, him and I both love players like that. I would love to have a Matthew Kachuk or a Brady Kachuk on the Blue Jackets. Uh, some of those other miles wood. I was talking about him with somebody else. I love miles wood as a player. He's a guy, like you said, he's so hard to play against and he chips in close to 20 goals every season. And of course, Charlie McAvoy is already one of the best defensemen in the national hockey league, even though he is so young. So, Hey, stay on that track. I'd love to have you in Columbus play in that role. But with that in mind, tell me about yourself as a player for our blue jackets fans and listeners out there that might not know a whole lot about you or your style. What's your game? Yeah, um, I would say kind of like a just a 200 foot power forward, um, more north and south kind of player. But, you know, I have I got the skill so I can, you know, play east west. I can beat guys with my hands. Uh, but, you know, preferably I like to, you know, take a guy back shoulder, go to the net, uh, just strong on pox, hard on the forecheck. Uh, I'll kill penalties, you know, can play in the power play. Uh, I love to shoot the puck. I mean. A lot of people said that my shot is my best asset and I, it, it's pretty, pretty flattering. Cause you know, love to shoot it. So, uh, you know, just whenever I get the chance to, you know, get one going, take a shot in the slot, try to get it going. But um, yeah, I think it just, so, I, I can really play any role. I think that's, that's huge. I can play up and down the lineup, uh, bottom six, top six, really whatever you need. So I think a, a utility guy might, might uh, be developed here. So. All right. Perfect. Well, 
you got a lot of time to develop, right? Because if you got the season in the USHL, you've got college hockey ahead of you. But before we get into that, tell me about the draft process because the Blue Jackets end up taking you in the seventh round. You were actually at the draft because it was a pretty easy trip for you from Massachusetts, right? Uh, and you mentioned some of your other buddies were able to get drafted too. So that had to be really, really special. But yeah. did you have any idea that you were going to be selected going into that? Because I remember you saying at the draft that you guys just kind of drove up there. And if it happened, it happened. But he said yeah. that you set a goal with some of the numbers that you wanted to hit your final season of high school hockey. You didn't quite get there, but you still made the trip to the draft. So maybe yeah. an inkling that you would be picked. Yeah. I mean, talk with my agent. Um, he was just like, hey, like, I don't know if you're going to get picked. I have no idea. But I mean, I think I think you should. But uh, it really just depends. So why not? I mean, it'd be fun to go up there. Some of your buddies are going up there. So um, Montreal is a pretty cool city. Go check it out. Uh, so, yeah, I made the trip. It was only like four and a half hours to get there from Boston. So my whole family, we we made the trip up there. Um, just went for both nights of the draft. So it was pretty cool to see all the the shenanigans, the crazy stuff that happened in the first few picks, uh, that place went nuts, all the Canadians fans. So that was cool. Um, and then the second night, oh, that was probably one of the most stressful nights of my life. I was sitting there. Uh, I mean, there's like the central scouting rankings, like where I was ranked. And there was, I saw guys who were below me who were getting picked in the fourth, fifth round. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, it's got to happen soon. And it kept, kept going pick after pick. And I was like, oh, is it going to happen? I, I didn't want to come all the way out here and not get picked. But uh, finally at 203, I heard from the Belmont Hill School. And I just was like, oh, wow. And I didn't even know who picked me, honestly. I was like, and then it was like, I saw the it, the Blue Jackets on the board. And I was like, oh, that couldn't even be any better. I'm already in Ohio this next year. So, uh, and I had my interview with the, with the Blue Jackets and it was awesome. That was probably honestly my favorite one I had. So, it was pretty cool to, you know, see, have that actually happen. And then going around, shaking everyone's hands, shaking Rick Nash's hand was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That leads me into my next question because I was going to ask, did you have any idea it was going to be the blue jackets? I always ask everybody that, did you know you were going to be selected? Did you know you were going to be picked by the blue jackets? So if you can tell me what went right for you in that interview, why was it the best? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did it at my buddy's house. Cause we were like, I don't know, we were going golfing or something like right right after. So uh I'm I'm sitting in his room, I'm on the interview with them, and I was like, these pretty cool, pretty cool guys here. You know, they seem very interested. So um I definitely felt, you know, there was a little love there. There was a lot to, you know, there was a lot to talk about on that call. Uh so I mean, I didn't really know if the Blue Jackets were gonna pick me. I really had no idea. Um, all all the interviews, I think I did like 17 or 18, and they were all like extremely similar so i really had no way to lean which way but i think the blue jackets are definitely one of my my favorites so yeah I, I mean couldn't be happier yeah we're happy to have you as well and i remember talking to you right after the seventh round there right when everything finished up you went down to the that event level and we were talking talking to you in front of the backdrop and you were so excited and i asked you you know, do you know anything about the Columbus Blue Jackets? And I think you brought up some of the young players. So let me ask you, have you been watching Blue Jackets games when you have the time to this year? And and who are some of the guys that you're uh, you're keeping your eye on so far this year? Yeah, I, I was uh, I'm pumped to see Bjork still in the lineup. He was on my team at uh, development camp. And then I watched his first game when he had that slap shot. Uh, and I, I, I went crazy. I was like, that's so cool. I mean, the guy I was just on the ice with like a couple months ago, he's just ripped one in the, in the NHL. So uh, that was cool to see. Um, been watching. I haven't watched a ton. Um, 
I mean, I, I just kind of fall asleep every time I get home, <laughs> but, uh, the games I have watched, it's been, it's been a ton of fun to watch Gaudreau and in, in the, in the union blue. So, uh, guys like line, I mean, the guy can shoot the puck like, like crazy. Um, and, uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Shanker alley. So ex Bruin. So can't help, but, you know, just love to see him out there. You know, he's scoring goals. He's just, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I imagine he's one of those guys that you kind of want to play like too, the strong 200 foot power forward type. He's probably a good uh, a good comparable for you right now as you watch Blue Jackets games. Uh, I, this might be a stupid question, but I remember a few people were talking about it. and We may have gotten an answer around the draft, but with Blue Jackets development camp so soon after the NHL draft, what do they tell you about bringing your gear? Do you bring your gear to the draft or do you have to go back home and get it, get it shipped? How does that all work? for? Because, for example, a player like David Juracek, He's from overseas, right? And he gets drafted in the first round by the Blue Jackets. He's got to have his gear there. So what was that yeah. like? Yeah, I kind of, we, the next morning at 6 a.m., we left, we left the hotel, drove home, grabbed my gear, and then hopped on a flight later that day straight to Columbus. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround, but I I couldn't complain. It was I was so excited. But, yeah, I kind of just showed up, threw on some red pants, new helmet, new gloves, and went out there and had a good time. Yeah, tell me about development camp because it was such a diverse crowd of talent out there. You've got a player like Kirill Marchenko taking part in it, who's played three, four seasons in probably the second best league in the world in the KHL, and he's a pretty accomplished goal scorer over there. You're yeah. 18 years old, coming from high school hockey, playing against a guy that's you know competed against some of the best in the world. Players that are you know Pavel Datsuk, for example. This guy's yeah. had the opportunity to play against him, and now he's playing with you. Or Marcus Bjork was playing in the Swedish league for a long time, and then you've got other first round picks, Corson Kulemans, who's got a year of college hockey under his belt. David mm-hmm. Juracek, who's been playing pro hockey overseas. What was that like for you to just get on the ice out there and go through that? I know. Uh, I know you're pretty tired after the first day, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, it was cool. I mean, I was, I didn't really know what to think going into it. Uh, just like looking at all the names and like going to see where they played. I was like, wow, I mean, these guys are pretty legit, pretty accomplished players. Um, but you know, it was, it was just fun to be out there, you know, see how I stacked up against those guys and I felt pretty good. So um, I mean, playing in that, that turn that five on five, four and four, three on three thing we did was, was pretty fun until we get into three on three and you got to go against Kent Johnson and your Marchenko on the same line. Um, But yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun. Um, I, I, it was, yeah. I mean, it was just a little scary in the beginning. Definitely. Um, I remember going into that game. I was a little nervous, but I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, it's just just another summer game. Let's just go out there and have fun. Um, So yeah, it was a good time. Um, It was fun to play with and against those guys. So yeah, it was a great experience. Do you think it prepared you a little bit for the USHL season? I know you talked about those first couple of games. Maybe you were a little bit overmatched, but without sure. that opportunity at development camp, do you think it might have been a little bit worse for you? Uh, yeah, I do think so, because the, the jump from high school to the USHL was already crazy. And then, uh, you know, just like playing against those guys who are just, you know, they're competing for a job. So it's 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 a lot different for a kid who goes from his math class to on the ice, you know. Um, so yeah, it was it was it definitely prepared me a lot better. But um yeah. Yeah. You have any buddies from that uh from that development camp that you're still keeping in touch with? Like who is your roommate there? I was roomed with uh Dume. It was just oh yeah, that guy he's tearing it up this season. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely lighting it up. Um 
it's pretty cool to see what he's doing. He's throwing up six point nights. Like it's no one's business right now. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't really keep in touch with a lot of those guys really. Um, but um, you know, can't wait for next year. I mean, a lot of familiar faces. So I'm imagine, you know, it'll be a good time. Yeah, exactly. And it's pretty cool that the blue jackets bring you guys in like that and make you feel like a part of the organization right after you're drafted early on, get to know other guys and, like you said, you're kind of keeping track of what some of those other players are doing. And hopefully you guys get to be teammates in the National Hockey League someday. Right now you're in the USHL playing with the Youngstown Phantoms. So you're here locally in Ohio. Some Blue Jackets fans that are interested can come check you guys out uh, in the Northeast Ohio area. But what's this transition been like? You talked about the first couple of games, but how is it, you know, living away from home, living in Ohio in playing what's essentially a professional hockey style schedule. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, a, it was, it's a big jump. Uh, and living away from home is the first time I've ever done it, but that's been a pretty seamless transition. I mean, my billet family, they, they're awesome. They've been, they've been great to me. Uh, I was living with one of my uh, our teammates, Michael Fisher, uh, but he, he actually ended up getting hurt. So he's at home right now. But uh, so I've been alone for the past two months um, but I'm excited to get him back there. It'll probably make it a lot more fun, but, um, living in Ohio's, it's a little interesting. Uh, it's a lot, a lot different from, you know, New England. I don't see a lot of water around here, which is, <laughs> which is a little sad, but, um, people are definitely nicer here. hundred percent. Uh, but then, um, the hockey part of it, it's been, it's been a big jump. You know, the speed's a lot different than high school hockey, uh, you know, you're playing with a lot of guys who are committed division one. So everyone is at the highest, highest level. Uh, so there's a, the skill different difference between one guy to the next is a lot smaller. Um, so you kind of got to respect all, all the other guys in the team, you know, and, and the other teams who are just, you know, just as good as you. So, um, yeah, that's been, that's been pretty fun, pretty hard, but, uh, yeah. And then the travel part of it has been, it's, it's done the biggest toll on me getting home at, six in the morning four in the morning uh from chicago or something like that uh it's been tough but just go home and sleep all day so it's not it's not terrible uh it's it's even better when you when you, you get a win and get on the bus but uh yeah okay tell me about michael fisher because you guys are not related you're both yeah. from massachusetts you were mm -hmm. at the draft he got selected by san jose you mm -hmm. got picked by the blue jackets obviously you're both committed to northeastern you're both members of the youngstown phantoms but you're not related. Did you know each other growing up? Are you guys buddies? Yeah. So explain so, that to me. Cause I know people were confused at the draft yeah. by that. So Michael, we we've played together. Like when I was eight years old and I played for the Minuteman flames, he came to the flames that same year. Uh, so we played four years there together. Uh, and then for, we stopped playing with each other for about two years. And then when we went to high school, our half season team, we played for the East coast wizards on the same team again for two years. Uh, so we've played six years of hockey together and then this year and then the next however many at northeastern we play so it's just they can't get enough of him he's just he's he's always around uh he's just a, he's an awesome kid awesome friend um just he's one of the nicest guys in the world so it's it's pretty nice to you know live with him he keeps me in check he flew he flew down this past weekend uh to watch us play dubuque and he gets in our room and he's like it's just disgusting. You got to clean this right now. It was the first thing we did is clean the room, clean the bathroom. He's like, ah, he's like, I need to keep you in check. So <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is funny. Everyone thinks we're brothers. We got there for the phantoms and everyone's like, you guys aren't brothers. It's crazy. Uh, but like we, we even mess with people sometimes we're like, yeah, we're, we're brothers. Like, 
You got to so. check out his elite prospects profile because they have your picture for his picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one. I have my old picture and he has the picture of me on there. It's a great picture. I was like, I need this thing on mine. That, that is an incredible. It's much better than the picture that's on your profile. By yeah, the I know. Way. I, mean, I, right I hate my picture on my profile. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I brought it up because I was like, yeah, I know you guys aren't related because I remember doing a little deep dive into that at the draft. And then I went on to Elite Prospects and hit your picture was his profile. So I was like, all right, I got to revisit this just to make sure because that's bizarre. But you guys even have Elite Prospects fooled, which is pretty funny. But I hope uh, I hope Michael gets healthy soon and he's able to rejoin you guys for yeah, this season. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you guys are both committed to Northeastern. So tell me about the process there. You talked to different colleges, but how did you decide to go to Northeastern? So I, I, I just really wanted to stay in Boston. I want to play in the bean pot. Uh, I've gone to that tournament ever since I was a kid, you know, watching that. It's just been, it's awesome. Like the atmosphere in the TD garden for college hockey is it's crazy. And the sold out crowd on a Monday night is just unbelievable. So that narrowed it down to four, um, you know, I just, I talking to all those schools, uh, it was just kind of really came down to a few things. I mean, I really wanted to be in the city. So that was like either, I mean, there's two, two campuses in the city. It's B, BU and Northeastern. So, uh, and there's a ton of, there's a new coach in Northeastern, Jerry Keefe, his first year, last year. Uh, so right when I committed, he was, he was coming in and he's, he was watching me for a long time. He expressed interest early. So um, that was awesome. He's, he's a super nice guy. Um, the Mike Levine uh, was a huge, huge part of my decision. I mean, they're just awesome people. Like they're, that coaching staff is just, it's awesome. I mean, they're, they're like your friends. They're not just your coaches. So um that that definitely was so much so much to love there uh matthews arena there the such an old rink it's so cool um and then uh, going on my 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 visit there is actually where i was like wow i, I need to go to this school this place is awesome i didn't really know what to expect I, I i didn't hear a lot of things about northeastern i didn't know anyone who went there um but i went to the campus not expecting there to be much of a campus because i mean it's in boston and I expected it to be much like BU where it's, there's just kind of scattered everywhere, but it really wasn't. It was all in one spot. There was kids walking around their books and everything on their little scooters flying around getting food. So I was like, this place looks awesome. Looks like just a great community. Uh, and then the next day I, I decided, I was like, I'm going to Northeastern. This place is amazing. Um, and especially their, their success these past two years has really, really flipped the switch. Uh, they've been winning bean pots left and right. So Almost, almost went four in a row this past year, but lost to BU uh, in the finals. But um, you know, excited to you know get there and just get things going. So, what have the Blue Jackets told you that they want you to work on going forward? I know you're so early in your development right now, and besides what the Blue Jackets have told you, what do you want to work on yourself? I was actually talking to Rick Nash about this the other day on a phone call, um, and he was saying, you know, just working on that, like he said, you have a, you already have a powerful stride. You're fast, but uh, you can definitely improve there. Like, so it's, it can get even better, which is there's a higher ceiling on the stride. So if I can just get a stronger stride, he said, just, you know, working in the gym, getting stronger, um, you know, you get more powerful in the lower body. You can just, you're going to get even faster than you already are and more explosive. So um, that was one thing he touched on. And then uh, just like kind of being involved in everything, going into every battle, stick down, hitting the body, taking the puck, you know, just winning every battle, you know, really going out there and just taking over. They That's just where they use. So, um, yeah, that was kind of, it's pretty simple what they're asking. So uh, not, not anything crazy, not like 
get better hands, get a better shot. So it's pretty simple, easy on my side, you know, to improve. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. They're, they're, they have a great, great team over there. So they're, they're always in touch talking. So it's fun. How cool is that, by the way, that you're taking phone calls with Rick Nash and he's the guy that's kind of telling you what the organization wants from you. I know all the organizations in the NHL nowadays have great development staffs and former players are coming back, but Rick Nash is something special, right? This is like the blue jacket, the guy who's has his 61 hanging in the rafters right now. How special is that for you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I watch it like growing up watching Rick Nash. I love watching Rick Nash. I have a, I have his blue jackets Jersey in my house signed by him in a frame. Like I got a couple years ago and it was, pretty cool to see that come for full circle and now i got I, I talked to him on the phone and i got his jersey hanging up in my room so it's it was pretty cool but um yeah i mean i, I was a huge rick nash fan i, I love that goal that double toe drag for uh columbus that year um that was just that's a famous one so i, I i'll always remember that um but he's he's a great guy he's awesome to talk to he was great at camp you know he he kind of he knows what he's doing he was running show over there he, he was very organized with this stuff so He's, he's just a, he's awesome to have. All right, James, before we finish up here, I want to ask you a little bit more about yourself. When it comes to away from the rink, what are you into? You mentioned you like going golfing with the guys, but TV, yeah. movies, books, what do you do in your free time? I've been watching a, a few movies recently. I, I watched Caddyshack for the first time the other day. That one was awesome. Love yeah. that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I'm home, I love to go to, I, I go to the beach a lot with my dad. We got a house on Cape Cod. So we spend a lot of time, you know, on the water fishing, um, just really anything outdoors. Uh, I play, play some call of duty. A lot of the guys play, play video games out here. So, um, I mean, not, not really much to do other than that. So, uh, it's pretty simple. I don't really, I live a pretty simple life, just hockey. I, I do school right now and it's, it is brutal. <laughs> it is so hard to manage that, but you know, just getting through it. <laughs> what about music? What are you listening to pregame? Hmm. I, I we just the boys have just been listening to a lot of those like SoundCloud ma- mixes of like all like those the big booty mixes. Yeah, the big booty mixes. Yeah. Uh, uh, we just listen to those pregame, so I just listen to a lot of that. Um, I listen to a country rap, really anything. Uh, just depends on the mood. Uh, more of the time of the day guy like in the morning i'm listening to listen to rap music get myself going and then country from there on out so it's kind of how i roll interesting i like it i like it all right last thing i got for you here you talked about being a goal-oriented guy earlier so i imagine you've got some goals for yourself as this season goes on what are you trying to accomplish in your year in youngstown yeah uh i think just every day going on the rink working on something to get better uh like I think points and everything will come as you play, but I think just putting that all aside this year, I mean, it's all about development. Um, I think going to the rink with a, with a goal every day, like, Hey, I want to shoot 150 pucks and score 130 goals out of those. That would be a goal in a game. Uh, You know, I want to stick handle after practice. I want to work on my edges after practice, just with that extra ice that's available here. It's, there's been a lot of, a lot of resources like that. So, um, you know, just, just really working on development. Uh, my goal, I like, for example, like right now I'm, I'm out right now with a, with like a AC sprain in my shoulder, but you know, going to the rink every day, trying to get back as quick as possible, rehabbing my shoulder, working with the bands in the gym, 
uh, just to get back and then, you know, get back get into it. So it really, whatever it is on and off the ice, just having something to look forward to when you get there, get your work done and, you know, get out of there feeling accomplished is really how I've been, how I've been rolling the past four months. All right, James, we'll keep it up. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I'm sure our fans will like getting to know more about you. Hopefully some uh, will make the trip up to Youngstown to see you at yep. some point this season. I know I hope to to make that trip at some point this season, but uh, if I don't see you or talk to you again, good luck the rest of the year and good luck uh, at Northeastern. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your time. This is awesome. So there you have it, James Fisher. Great conversation getting to know the Blue Jackets' seventh-round draft pick in this past summer's NHL entry draft. I'm hoping for the best for James Fisher. Want him to continue to develop, continue to become a great player this season in Youngstown before he begins his career collegiately at Northeastern. That is going to do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage. Big thank you to James Fisher for taking all that time. He was excellent. And as always, thank you for joining me on the Pipeline podcast. I will talk to you soon.